0: This,
1: this, this, is, is, is,
0: Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number seven hundred and seventy-three. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your MMA preview for the weekend coming up. Before we get stuck into it though, if this is the first time that you've ever hit up the Fight Disciples, make sure it's not the last. Please subscribe to us. If you head to our website, fightdisciples.com, loads of different platforms there. Spotify, Google Play, Apple, you name it, we're all over the place and you are more than welcome to come and join us on any of those platforms, just hit subscribe, and you'll never miss out on any of the content that we bring you. We do boxing as well, but if you're just MMA, don't worry. We label everything up nice and clear so you can just consume the content that you want to consume, all right? And if you want to watch it, you can do absolutely free on our YouTube channel. Head to Fight Disciples, hit the button. Again, everything's nice and labeled. You don't have to consume the boxing stuff if you don't want to consume it. It's all there for you. Uh, And like I said, it's absolutely gratis. We are uh, trying to grow the community on uh, YouTube. So if you'd be so kind as to uh, subscribe to us there, that'd be great. And if you do consume our stuff via Apple, if you can write as a five-star review, it just helps with our visibility in the uh, Apple charts. It's a a weird thing, the Apple chart. It doesn't go off the amount of people that are just consuming your stuff. It goes off how many people are interacting with all bits and stuff. So if you can write as a review, it just helps that visibility so more people can come and consume the Fight Disciples content. There you go. Um, we were well. You will notice, obviously, that we've gone MMA first this week. We normally got boxing and then MMA with the with the previews. But but there's fuck all boxing going on. Like literally nothing. I thought we were just going to do a series of obscure fights of the week. There literally is nothing for boxing fans <laughs> this week to to enjoy. Um, so we're just going to hang fire for about. That's the art word to using it. Hang fire with the big topic of t- a conversation this week <laughs> in the world of boxing. There you go, you see. Uh, if, if you're not across boxing news, you won't know what we're referring to, but we'll put it in the boxing show. We'll do more of a news-related programme in the next 24, 48 hours. We're just going to wait to see if there's any more news uh, that we can chuck in there. Otherwise... Maybe
1: we, should, uh, maybe we should jump in the cars tomorrow morning and do it, do the show live from Strangeways. We're live from Strangeways Prison in Manchester. We're on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Inside that building behind us is Bo Mack, Terence Crawford's coach. Jeez. Oh, dear. Anyway, yeah, yeah listen, we'll tackle that tomorrow.
0: Listen, not a laughing matter. We understand it's a serious situation. <laughs> um, we will, of course, uh, address it properly at, at some point uh, on our boxing show. But today, we'll get stuck into everything that's going on in the world of MMA and everything that is going on in the world of MMA is happening down under. Like I said, I feel a little bit um, back to front this week because of the, because of the time that everything's happening in Australia. You get everything a day earlier, if that makes sense. So workouts, press conferences. So I feel like we're ahead of time, even though when it comes to fight night, they'll change the time locally to cater for us and obviously more importantly for them, uh, the American pay-per-view audience. So we, I feel like we're ahead of time a little bit as we're as we're getting stuck into the conversations this week.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen... Um... Sean Strickland's open workout last night and I shit myself. (laughs) You thought you were already fighting. You thought Izzy had dropped out and he were fighting somebody else. I actually I thought, shit, I fucking forgot to put the bins out. (laughs) And then and then realised it wasn't actually Wednesday. It was still Tuesday. But you know, anyway, it it is. it's I love watching Australian cards. Honestly, I love watching, especially Sydney, because I, I, I spent some time in Sydney. The advert, have you seen the advert that was put together? I don't know if it was the official advert, but it was like a a, a remake of the Castlemaine 4X lager advert. And Sean Strickland is the fucking farmer guy. And then everyone else gets mixed in. I, I retweeted it. It was absolutely magnificent. But yeah, it takes me back to my days when I used to uh, live, in, live in Manly Beach, used to live on a slab of VB lager and a tie. A Thai red curry, six nights a week. And uh, the, good, the good old days. Hey. It was footloose and fancy free. Ah, so there was no rules, son. No rules okay, back then, right. were there? <laughs> exactly. We lived in a loft in this house, which was mostly nurses that lived there. And I swear oh, to yeah. God, the oh, yeah. kitchen, the kitchen, yeah, in this house that we rented crawled. Oh. Every fucking thing in the kitchen if you lifted a cup up a pan up a spoon up about a million cockroaches just legged it ah, it was absolute and there was like red back spiders in the corner funnel webs hanging from the light shades mate honestly it was uh but you know full of nurses, so great still brought them back son didn't you <laughs> <laughs> just in case i got bit that's it good times mm-hmm.
0: um First time in six years that they've been, obviously, down on the everything has been going on with the pandemic.
1: Well, Sydney, yes, obviously. Sydney, Sydney. First time in Sydney since pre-pandemic times. Again, man, like I think we're on a roll at the moment. London, okay, we all know why it wasn't capacity, but the atmosphere was sick. Singapore was the zombie, amazing. We talked about that on Monday's show, unbelievable. Paris is quickly becoming the fucking best place in the universe to watch MMA because yeah. of the atmosphere the French fans bring. And I swear to God, first time in six, seven years that he hasn't been to Sydney. This weekend, it is going to be electric, absolutely electric, tied to a Vasa. Come on, man. Comey Neventon from the neighbourhood. you kidding me? It's going to be right. unbelievable. Right, before we get stuck into the fights then,
0: I did a thing for uh, American Telly yesterday. That's right. Oh, yeah. facts, I put... Fight Disciples are international, ladies and gentlemen. We get phone calls in from all sorts of places, yeah. And the Why do you always get
1: to do like American TV and uh, you know, posh English TV. And I do like Al Jazeera, Kazakhstan fucking news. I'm like connected to a different part of the world than you. It's like your, your face fits over here in the west. And I'm, I think, I'm more like east. You know what I mean? You do look a bit eastern Europe, though, don't you? Thank you very much. I'll take that as a compliment. Appreciate it's that it's that beard, mate. It's
0: that beard. Yeah. Why are you pouting? <laughs> anyway, <too>. anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I, would do I would do some American telly yesterday and uh, I were on with two American hosts and they were proper dogging this card. They were proper dogging it out. And they had the, the first question, the legit the first question was, is this the worst pay-per-view of the year? And what? it kind of took me back, took me back a little bit. So I, I, like I took a step back and tried to analyze the card and I, I, to try and understand where they were coming from because yeah. American audiences are obviously paying a pay-per-view for this. Right, So what's that? Right. 70, 80 bucks is what they normally pay. Here Correct. in the UK, my attitude's completely different because it's part of our normal cable uh, subscription, so therefore you're not being asked to pay for anything behind a paywall. Alright? Yeah. Okay. So I haven't looked at it from that point of view. Now, you look at the card, and then you try and analyse star power, don't you? You try and look for the star power. Israel Adesanya, yeah. tick, 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 tick. But you look at that main event, and you think to yourself, well, if we're dead honest, that main event's been kind of cobbled together a little bit because of it course. should be Dricka C and Dricka Stouplessis isn't ready yet, so therefore mm-hmm. Izzy wanted to fight, so they needed to find that opponent, and it was just like, well, this is the narrative, let's chuck Sean Strickland in there. Does Sean Strickland absolutely deserve a world title shot at this stage, off the back of two victories against guys that are not in the top 10? Mm, maybe not, maybe not. All right. Then you look at that core man, Taito Vassa, big popular figure, of course. Alexander Volkov, listen, both top-class heavyweights, but are they co-main eventers on a pay-per-view? I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer. And then you look down the card, and obviously they've littered it with local fighters that are going to blow the roof off. You're right; the atmosphere is going to be absolutely sensational. People are going to go wild uh, mm-hmm. for the Australian fighters. So I tried to get in the mindset of the question that was being asked to me, and I still don't believe it's the the poorest. I don't believe it's the poorest. I think I keep thinking back to UFC 289. If you remember that one in Canada when it was Nunez. Aldana, we got blessed a little bit because we got Dariush and uh, Oliveira as the core main, but everybody Mm -hmm. would say that that's the people's main because they were a little bit unflattered by the main event. And then you look down that card and it was mainly uh, Canadian fighters. I I think that was still a touch inferior to this one, but I I kind of understood where they were coming at. If you're a hardcore UFC fan and over the years you've been used to getting the best of the best on these pay-per-view nights, you know, big star power. I, I defended it by saying, listen, every one of these fights is fucking, apart from main event, 50 50. They're all 50 50 knocks. You get, you're getting value for money when it comes to competitive fights. But I understand from the star power point of view, I kind of empathize the touch with the American audience that are outlaying 80 bucks for a card that maybe doesn't live up to cards of previous times.
1: Yeah. Same. Listen. Yeah, listen, it's it's hard to completely go against it, of course, because when you break down the cards, you've got, as you say, you've got Izzy in with a guy that potentially not well, absolutely not deserving of a title shot. But what you do, rematch somebody's already beaten before, because he's pretty much beaten everybody convincingly. The number one contender's unavailable. The guy is just the guy the number one contender beats in a for a potential rematch trilogy fight, he's unavailable, Robert Whitaker. So It was always going to be a struggle to match Izzy. But Izzy being Izzy, his star power means that, of course, it's a strong main event. He's one of the greatest of all times. He remains one of the greatest of all times. And he's in the midst of one of the best careers we've ever seen in the UFC, the most active UFC champion in history. When you're fighting three, four times a year, which he is, you know this is his, what did I work out? This was his 11th consecutive title fight. And he's done it in a four-year, four-month period. Yeah. Only John this... Jones has done more, and that was over a 10-year period. He's the most yeah. active champion the UFC have ever seen. So, of course, you're going to get to a point where he's either going to have to start running through fresh meat, i.e. Strickland, or he's going to have to be going over all ground. And we've seen him go over all ground. Cannonier's flew out as the backup fighter. Whittaker's there, but not, he's not there. And it's like, do I want to see Cannonier fight Adesanya? I still remember that fight. I remember, Adesanya comfortably won that fight. So, at least Strickland brings some kind of zany, you know, mentalness to the occasion. Hence, last night's open workouts. When you go down it, yes, listen, Taito, Vasa, Volkov, strong co-main event on a pay-per-view. Not outside Australia, but this is in Australia. So, yeah, he's the hometown boy. He's from Sydney. He's from the neighbourhood. Taito Avassa brings the energy. The whole of Sydney, every news channel, every radio station, every journalist is going to want to speak to Taito Avassa. The local football teams, the local rugby teams, the local every other team is going to want a piece of Taito Avassa to promote this show because he's the local guy. So, yeah, absolutely. Plus, he's coming off what was effectively a quasi-heavyweight eliminator with Cyril Gant, which, by the way, was a main event in Paris, France. So, Taito Avassa stands up. And Volkov's a good test for him but well, Pavlovic na- off...
0: nailed him as well. Couple he's of wins. got two two knockout losses Daniel Trot as tie.
1: Against the two leading contenders. Yeah, yeah, the against guys, the top the one. First two guys below. Yeah, Stepe and John Jones. Yeah, and Volkov's it. coming off two knockout uh, three three straight wins I think it is. Two knockouts two. whatever it is. Two knockouts. Two, two, since,
0: two since Tom, it is.
1: So he's two in wins. decent form. So that fight yeah. makes sense. As you say, that's probably a 50-50. Manuel Cap was supposed to fight Kai of France. That would yeah. have been a top flyweight title fight. Uh, non-title fight, But a real strong eliminator yeah. to provide a potential next opponent for Alexander Pantoya. Can't do anything about Kaikyra France pulling off this card. Nope. Okay, okay they've brought in a kid making his UFC debut, but the kid's a little bit of a prodigy. The kid's 7-0, and Brazilian Charles Oliveira's sparring partner, been a champion outside the organisation. You don't know what De Santos is going to bring, and I think that's a test for Manel Cap. Justin Lane, Austin Austin Lane, Justin Taffer, Again, this was a this was a fight off a fight night card that didn't happen because of the eye poke. So it's been a rematch. Should it be on the main card? It's probably the weakest fight on the main card, in my opinion. But again, Justin Taffer is a local heavyweight that brings attraction. Likewise, Tyson Pedro. Tyson Pedro and his dad are Australian MMA. So if they're going to do a card, He's fucking on it because everybody knows the name Pedro in the sports in Australia. So, listen, I get where the journalist American uh, mm. presenters TV show. I get where they're coming from, man. If this was in – the, if this was at – If the... Izzy's not on
0: it, if Izzy's not on it, it's a big fight night, isn't it? It's not, it's not exactly. a numbered card.
1: It's a UFC Sydney fight night. But then again, what's the difference between this and um, the top Harris. two fights for London? the pay-per-view that we had in London last year, the top two fights were the only top two fights. We go, oh, that's yeah. pay-per-view stuff. Everything else was a UFC London fight night. Just happened to have Justin Gaethje on it, which against Fazeev, co-main event. That is a, pay- that is a pay-per-view event, undercard yeah. fight. I'll give you that. And the main yeah. event was a title fight.
0: I think my, my argument back was, listen, you've been spoiled for such a long period of time and you're obviously comparing it to previous UFC cards. I completely get that. But if you take a step back and compare it to fight sports in general on a wider scale, how much shit are you asked to pay for in the world of oh, boxing?
1: Yeah. yeah, completely.
0: And the undercard isn't as competitive as this. I guarantee, right? I get, oh, I well, get the star power argument. Completely get it. There is only one yep. star on this, right? From yep. a worldwide point of view. Completely get that. But I guarantee there will be viral moments uh, that, are, that are brought to you by guys that you've never heard of before. Absolutely yeah. on this card at, at the weekend. Guys and girls.
1: Carlos Holberg always brings it. You know, fucking Malarkey versus Mac Desi. Two guys, veterans, been there. Decent fight. You've got Nazra Hakprast on this card as well. Super talented kid in that lightweight division. There's talent on here, as you say this. It will deliver. I get what they're saying. It lacks the star power. I completely agree. Would I pay $100 for it when I know there's $100 coming out of my wallet every month? I don't know. I don't know whether I would. Maybe I, do you know what? I probably would because I'm a massive Izzy super fan. Yeah. And I know the rest of the card will be good and the atmosphere will be amazing. This is That's not kind a,
0: of how I left it. I kind of left it T-Mobile like that. I said, listen,
1: show.
0: I said, we've got to, I, I, because that's the question that they threw towards me. Would you pay for it? And I said, as a card, probably not. But because of the way I feel about Israel Adesanya, I probably would. We're living in a moment now where we've got to truly appreciate what is happening. As you just rightfully said, 11 straight, consecutive title fights. He's had six, we've had 16 Israel Adesanya fight weeks in five and a half years. That's like you said, an average of a four, every four and a half months, this dude makes the walk.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's trying, he's he's run through what, his middleweight division. He's already lapping it. That's why we're here with the situation with Sean Strickland. He's had a go- at light heavy, maybe there was an argument of trying to coax Yuri Prohachka for this card and have another go at light heavyweight in a vacant title. I don't think anybody would have argued about that, would they? No. Nope. Maybe that that could have been a situation, but we've got to truly celebrate what Israel Adesanya is doing. And yep. I probably would, like you've just said, have come to the conclusion going, "Fuck it, I love watching it, Israel Adesanya." Plus, plus, the UFC are brilliant at this. The UFC are brilliant at marketing heroes against villains aren't they and Sean Strickland obviously caters for a, a very certain demographic of the American audience very certain I think on a worldwide scale the majority of people look at Sean Strickland and go who the fuck is this guy right he says mad shit he he's a PR disaster waiting to happen all the all these things. I mean, even at the open workout where he says, oh, UFC want me to do an open workout, bring some gloves, you can have a knot with me. And then when he has a knot, we're not talking about tippy-tappy stuff with a fucking guy out the crowd. He's beating the shit out of him. They're all... <laughs> He's fucking leathering him. So, like I said, he's a PR disaster waiting to happen. And I think the majority of fight fans from a worldwide point of view would look at this and go, I need Izzy to put this guy in his place. And that's kind of the marketing, I think, and the sell in and around that main event. Absolutely, it's a mismatch. Israel Adesanya is light years ahead, yeah, of Sean Strickland, and he should comfortably take care of Sean Strickland. I can't see any path to victory. I really can't. I've been racking my brains of how he can, what he needs to do in order to try and do something in order to become the champion of the world. I think it's very difficult. We'll get into that in a minute. So I think the majority of people are going to tune in to see him get. Is is comeuppance? Let's say if that's the if that's the right word.
1: Yeah, listen. That's why he's that's why he's gotten this opportunity, and someone like here hasn't got a rematch opportunity because he's won a couple of fights. And the listen for for everything we think we know about. Oh, keep him away from the press. He's a PR disaster. Oh my God, he's inviting people into the open workouts, the training sessions. Believe you me, kid. Behind closed doors, the UFC are fucking rubbing their hands together. Of course because it generates interest, it generates clicks, it generates what the fuck is Sean Strickland going to do next? And that's what is is helping give this fight a little bit of a push. Um, my concerns heading in are, where's Drickus? Where's Drikus? He should, he should why, be on deck. Today. Why the he fuck be there. is Drikus not in Sydney? Drikus should be doing more media than anybody else and telling everybody in Australia, what are you welcoming this guy for? He's a Kiwi. Get him back and fucking cross the water. What's he coming over here for? What are you supporting him for? He champions New Zealand and Africa. He's not Australian. He should be champion, Robert Whitka? I just beat your kid. Should be supporting me now to get him, get that belt off him, and then I'll rematch Rob. Like Drikas should be there being Drikas, just selling himself, pushing the fight, because that's the fight that's going to happen next. 100% Drickus versus Adesanya is next. Do you think... So- so why this, is Drickus knocked down under? Well, this is it. This is why, what I wanted to ask you. Do
0: you think he is very low-key? And it's not intentional, this, at, at all. Do you think he's he's kind of fumbling the bag a little bit? Because we've got... We saw him against Whitaker, and he was outstanding, man. Sensational. We, 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 spent, we, we spent the week with him, brilliant on the microphone, did what he needed to do. I thought he dealt with all the questions about Africa and all that type of thing. The things that he's said in the past and is he said in the past? Oh, I thought he was brilliant all week. He was brilliant post uh, fight as well, but more importantly, when he stepped in against an elite operator in Robert Whitaker, he was outstanding. And everybody yeah. goes, "There's the next contender." Awesome. 100%. Now, okay, he's got himself to a position. He feels like he couldn't have turned it around by this particular day, and obviously, it's in Australasia. I get, I get it, right? People will dog him out and say, you should have turned it around. You should take the opportunity when it comes. People, I'm not of that ilk. This is his career. He ain't in my business. He ain't in your business. He's in the Drickus Duplessis business. Correct. So what is right for Drickus Duplessis? I ain't ready yet, and I ain't ready to do it in Australia. I'm just going to pump the brakes on this. I'm going to get myself absolutely in tip-top shape, because I know I'm taking on an elite sniper. I'm going to have to be at my very, very best. So I want to give myself the best opportunity to try and beat him. Drickus no problem with that whatsoever. But you're right in what you're saying now. You're right in what you're saying. Especially since all that has happened, the UFC have made a middleweight fight involving Hamzat Chimaev and Paolo Costa, and it is going to take place four four weeks after this, five weeks after this, in Abu Dhabi. All right? Yeah. Now, if Hamzat Chimaev in particular, and don't get me wrong, Paolo Costa's got good narrative as well with Israel Adesanya, but... Yeah. If Hamzat Chimaev turns up and runs through Paolo Costa like he's run through every other motherfucker, yeah. all of a sudden you have a new number one, guys. I don't care what anybody says because we live in this crazy world of Stalled recency Hala. bias. What have you done for me lately? That's how yeah. people operate. And they'll operate on that hype. I agree with what you've just said there. Okay, Dricus isn't fit enough to fight in September. He's fit enough to get on the plane. He's fit enough to go and answer some mic, get in, get in and call some fucking ag. He's, yeah. he's fit enough to go and start, sit cage side and say, listen, you ain't going nowhere, son. When I'm fit, I'm kicking your ass. Yeah, That's all he needs to do all week. He needs to make it about the Drickus Duplessis show. And he sadly hasn't done that. Maybe Listen, maybe we're a little bit preemptive. Maybe he's coming in late and he's going to arrive on fight night and he's going to do all that. That would be absolutely awesome if he does do that. But if he doesn't, he's running the risk of Hamzat Chimaev, or even Paolo Costa, if he's super impressive against Hamzat, of them jumping over him. And let's be honest, Izzy's the kingmaker, mate. Mm-hmm. What, Izzy has done all this for the UFC. He is the golden goose. He's the golden boy. He's mm-hmm. the fucking front of this new uh, computer game that the bloody bringing out. So if he says, listen, I'll do Hamzat, fucking hell, UFC I'm going to turn that down. Are they? Fuck- are they? For UFC, th- UFC 300. Go on, then I'll do. I'll be your main event. Bring, uh, bring Hamza. Exactly. Of course, they're going to say
1: yeah. Uh, and that's the difference here in terms of Dricus leaving the door open. You know, I, I was convinced. I didn't even give it a second's thought. I was convinced when I come across it yesterday. I thought, yeah, okay, flying in Wednesday. That makes sense. Open workouts. Maybe go visit. Give a bit of shit to Izzy. Or maybe even don't do that. Wait until the open workout to finish. Then rock up when the, when the world's MMA media is all packing the bags up and go right. Line up, boys. Interview each. Yet that's what you had to do this week. You had to make it about him because the event. No one is looking past is he losing. Everyone is looking past is he beat Strickland. walks next? Where's Uplecy? When's this happening? When's that happening? Change the narrative. Make it about you. And I think. The lack of competition in the eyes of most fans that Strickland offers Adesanya means that there's a narrative to be sold. There's a storyline to be sold here. And without even fighting, dricker's could have made this event all about him. Correct. By doing every ounce of media, Australian and World MMA media. Going on, I'm here, kids. Listen, as soon as I sort this injury out, that belt's mine. Keeping that belt warm for me, that's all he's doing. He's keeping that belt warm for me. That is it. And that would have pissed Izzy off. And Izzy would have had to have bitten back. And maybe the butt heads in a hotel foyer somewhere. Maybe Big Steve and and, and everyone are pulling them apart. And brilliant. That's what it is. Drickers goes, sits front row at the weigh ins, ceremonial weigh ins with all the fans baiting behind them. Yeah, go on. Yeah, sound. When Izzy comes on, you shite. All that narrative. And, and Take the event away from Strickland and yeah. make it about you without even lacing up a glove. And by the end of it, Adesanya would have more than likely swayed through Strickland, and all he will be doing is looking for Duplessis. Ah, you're next. I'm going to fucking kill you. Job done, kid. On a plane, back to South Africa. Nice little three-day jaunt That Locked and loaded. Because yeah. now... Doesn't matter what happens in Abu Dhabi. Agree. By the time we get to Abu Dhabi in four to five weeks' time, guess what, kids? We've booked the fight, man. We've booked it's it. It's already booked. It's yeah. already in the bag for February, for January or February. So yeah. Or oh, mate, listen. The way th- the way things are looking, is Jones fighting? Is it? Is Edwards fighting? Is there's an opportunity there to main event in December in Las Vegas yeah. that might fit Drickers and would mean that Izzy would go back to back camp. Drickers could be in the, in Aussie this week on. I'm ready for December. It's up to this shit house now. You know, can he get through Strickland to be ready for December? I don't know. And then it forces it back on Izzy. And then Izzy, who likes to take a quick turn around, has got no choice. He's got to get straight back into camp next week because he's got to fight in December now against the number one contender. Drikas, for me, has blew it, man. This was the week. This was all about you. Just because you're not you're not on the card. I just think. I don't know if it's him, his management, whatever. Mate, come on. This was a, the biggest open goal of Drikas' career. Run in, all about you. Guarantee the fight on your terms, outside of Australasia. <sighs> Crazy. Listen, I hope it- he sees... Drikas, if you're watching this mate, now, it's not it. too late. It's mate, not too late.
0: I was just thinking then, I'm 100% getting on the DMs, mate. And I'm just going to ping him to get on a plane, bro. Go now. I want to sit. listen, I- he's earned it. He's absolutely earned the right to be fighting Israel Adesanya. There's a wonderful narrative there, whether there's a nastiness or whatever. It's irrelevant to me. I just think stylistically now, you've got me interested. If you can do that to Robert Whitaker, I am now interested to see what you can do with, with Israel Adesanya. And I, I, I just hope, I hope that by the time we've published this podcast and it's out there and people are consuming it, they're going, hang on, lads. He's
1: here. (laughs) He just struts struts on it. He goes, yeah, I heard you all sleeping, boys. Eh? Don't you worry about it. We'll time time code this. It's Wednesday, the 6th of September, and it's half past 11 in the morning. GMT. Right now, we don't know where Drikas is. He could be on a plane. And if he isn't, Drikas, get on that fucking plane, lad. This is your moment. I'm just looking on his socials now. Nothing on his socials to suggest. He's out like of the airport. No, I
0: like that. Stealth. Just fucking rock up. Just rock. Don't on. even announce it. Just rock on up. He says, eh, you thought I was staying at home, eh? I'm fucking here, Sam. <laughs> Bush.
1: <No laughs> Maybe mega
0: mate. Gonna cause some fucking trouble. Yeah. Um, fight wise, listen, right? Fight wise, main event. I'll tell you, I'll do your next picks for you right now. This is what's gonna happen, right? Sean Strickland's a tank. Israel Adesanya is a sniper, so Sean Strickland is going to walk out. There. He's going to try and be clever for a for a short period of time, and he's gonna he's gonna eke out ten minutes because he's a tough dude. He can take a whack, and we like we we see that Israel Adesanya loves those counter punches, right? So he's going to be cagey for ten minutes, and then in the third round, he's going to go. This ain't working. <laughs> I'm fucking having this and he's going to go full Korean zombie. And he's going to run at him, and he's going to get knocked out. That's how this is all going to work out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tip a third round stoppage for Israel Adesanya after Sean Strickland gets bored after 10 minutes of eking out and trying some type of game plan that obviously isn't working. Israel Adesanya's um, takedown defense is top class. Don't get me wrong. We've got a good wrestler. We've got a guy that's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but I don't think he's capable enough of putting... Israel Adesanya on his backside and then being able to do what he needs to do. And he most certainly isn't uh, as good as this kid on the feet. He's going to get fed up. He's going to throw the baby out with the dishwater and he's going to get chin in the third. What say you?
1: Uh, well, obviously, I'll leave mine for Nick's picks on Friday for my actual breakdown. But let's just say I think Strickland needs a fucking bat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just do that. See he's you next a week. Chance. He's got a
1: chance if he's allowed weapons.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, bless
1: dear. And that's it's just because I love Izzy. That's just I believe Izzy's on that level. I think the Alex Bahia experience for Izzy has taken him to a whole new level again. Yeah, yeah. And it's like no stone unturned. Every man gets the, the the respect they deserve. And like like all of professional sports, it's about levels. And again, I, I, listen, I understand why the UFC have made this matchup because they were given little option anywhere else. And Adesanya was adamant he wanted yeah. to be this main event. And he's but batted the, everybody uh, else. I mean, Jeremy
0: Cannoneer, he's just batted him two fights ago. You know what I mean? So the, exactly. he, And he's the, he's the backup. If If Strickland pulls it off, Give, give me some type of magnitude on massive
1: upsets. Where would it stand? Well, I think it's up there with 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 the recent ones in the female division. It's up there with Grasso. It's up there with Penn. It's up there with you know, it's right up there. You know, it, it is, is it, it up there with Sarah? I don't think it's quite that big, I just agree. because of the 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 Matt Sarah situation was bizarre because obviously it was the it was GSP's too good for everyone. So we're going to do a season of tough with all these veterans in. And the reward of winning tough is you get to buy GSP because he's too good for everyone else, and it'll it it'll give us something different, different yeah. kind of look. I and mean, listen, there's, there's 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 similarities there where it's a bit like, all right, well, you've he's fucking battered everyone. What can we do? And bring in the Joker, bring in Strickland, Go on, just let Strickland do something mental, and at least we can get this one ticked off. There's that element, not to undersell Matt Setter, but Matt Serra was a veteran jujitsu guy. That I had no business being in the ring with GSP. And then out of nowhere landed the only Bing knockout of his entire career. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> what the fuck? But sometimes that's what the MMA gods do. And sometimes, and Matt Serra, as we both know, is one of the nicest guys in the entire sport. Sound. And sometimes the MMA gods, like with Robbie Lawler, they do look down and go, you know what? Little reward for you tonight, kid, because you've been sensational for this sport. This is your legacy defining to moment tonight. And he had that moment against GSP, obviously, the rematch, everything else. I don't know whether Strickland's got that much favor with the gods, to be totally honest with you. I don't know whether the MMA gods are looking that favorably on Sean Strickland to go, yeah, man, you deserve something to punchline your legacy. But you know what? I'd, my, my my only thing with Sean Strickland is in terms of his opportunity, especially as. Mate, he's only go... 92 to win you. I'm just checking the odds just, there, man. Just go he's for it. 92. Yeah, he's not. I wouldn't say, you know, he's he's won his last two fights. He's in decent form. He's, he's one of those fighters as well, where you can't really intimidate him. I don't no. think he's motivated by the belt. I don't think he's motivated by money. I think he's motivated by anything except what someone's going to pay me to get in a cage and punch someone in the face. I think right. he'd do that for free, Sean Strickland. Do you know what I mean? He just wants to fight. And if you're going to pay him and fly fly him to the side of the world with his girlfriend where he can do a bit of touristy stuff as well, all the better for it. You know he's cut from the same cloth as these Mike Perry types. You know if Sean Strickland got cut by the UFC. He'd be doing bare knuckle neck, bare knuckle next week. Bare knuckle. Bare That's That's exactly. a, That's a whole different fucking franchise, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man, that does take me back to me older Aussie living days. Yeah, some bare necking. A bit of bare necking. But yeah, he's just a, he's just a he's an, he's a fighter, already. My only thing with him is if I was in his corner. If I was part of his team this weekend, Strickland, before he walked out, I'd say, listen, kid, just roll the dice. Don't do what you did with Alex Behea. Don't stand at his range and allow him to tee off and walk forward in straight lines. Gamble, go for it. And how he goes for it, he's got to try and get Izzy on the ground, obviously. Yeah, he's got he's to on man. But he can't, you know, he's not the best wrestler, as Mike tells us. Mike's trained yeah. with him an awful lot. Mike says his jiu-jitsu is fantastic, his stand-up is relentless, but he can't chain the two together to yeah. best utilize his, his two stronger skill sets. There's a hole in the middle, and that's yeah. the wrestling side of it to be able to use your striking to open opportunities to score takedowns to use your jiu-jitsu. The scoring takedowns is the part part for him because his wrestling, there's a there's a hole in his wrestling game, but if he can get up close, if he can get his head on his chest, if he can trip Adesanya, if he can capitalise on an Adesanya missed kick where he can sweep the leg or push him off balance and then go on top, we might see something interesting. You know, I think that's where Strickland <laughs> might good come sell, in. Good so sell, bro. Don't maybe. Good, good. <laughs> <babies. laughs> good sell. I yes. love that you were just like,
0: straws, just clinch your... Grab all these straws and <laughs> exactly. see if we can sell this. Exactly.
1: You're talking exactly. about the,
0: the guy that masters range like nobody else in the
1: fucking UFC. Oh, no. Honest to God. Honest I to God. Know. I think Strickland, in all honesty, Strickland needs what like that, like in The Matrix where the agent turns himself into 20 dudes to fight Neo. That's what Strickland needs. Mate, we've seen people Six get, get in, Like you just said,
0: Izzy might chuck ch- a kick. His leg might go. He yeah. might just have a... Some mad, never needs fucking some mad, know. Strickland needs something mad, know. mate. He needs something yeah. mad.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And in um, this sport, we often see mad shit. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, like I've already told you, I don't think we're going to see Mad Shit on Saturday night or early hours of Sunday morning, but you never know. You know. Uh, main event, uh, sorry, co-main event, Ty us is taking on Alexander Volkov. Um, as Nick said a minute ago, Ty's coming in here off the back of two knockout losses against top guys in uh, Cyril Gam, which was a wonderful, wonderful fight. He was in it until he wasn't. He was never in the Pavlovich fight. Pavlovich took care of him quite comfortably. And then Alexander Volkov, since obviously running into Tom and getting blitzed at UFC London, he's had a couple of uh, nice uh, victories as well. I look at this, and obviously, the fa- I know what the fans want. The fans want to see the dude on the top of the cage doing the shoeing, man. That's what they want to see. I don't think they're going to get to see it. I, ju- I just... Oh, you dirty boy. I know. I just think Alexander Volkov's too long in the tooth, too clever uses his size so well to just keep those little dudes at a range. And Ty is going to have to be quicker and sharper than he's ever been before in order to get underneath that jab or inside that jab to land what he wants to land. He's not going to wrestle him. Ty's not going to fuck about with him. He's going to want to have a fight with him, In he? And he's going to want to land on the chin. We took him, what is he, six foot nine Volkov? Long way up there for a, a dude that's, you know, just under six foot. Mm-hmm. I, I just got a funny feeling that Alexander Volkov will make this not dull, because I think it'll be entertaining. We're talking too heavyweights knocking fuck out of each other. But I just think he'll navigate it to eke out a points decision over Ty. Um,
1: yeah, he's more than capable of doing that. I think the one benefit here for Ty to Avastad is he's at home. Yeah. It's not the away fighter anymore. What's
0: he coming out to? Barbie Which Girl? Will... It's got to be Barbie Girl, oh, yeah. With the
1: tunes? I'd be very surprised if it's not Barbie Girl. But it could be. Something very Aussie as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm not talking yeah. men at work, but he could come out to something else. Just the super Aussie tune type things. So, um, but I, I like the fact that Volkov's coming into this fight on two first round knockouts over Rosenstruck and Romanov. So, you think he might go for it? Because that makes me think he's like, oh, fuck, of course. I've been trying, been trying to be too cagey. I was too thinking about the takedowns and too much thinking about this. All I need to do is lay people out. And I've been, I've done that twice now. You know, he lost to Curtis Blades, he lost to Cyril Gann, he lost to Tom Aspinall. They're, they're the three leading contenders, uh, other than Pavlovich. They're the three leading contenders, three of the four leading pack just below the top two in title action soon. So he's like, Right, okay, against them, I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. What's he going to do? Yeah. What's his fo- against these last two, especially Rosenstock, who. Oh, okay, he's a bit more of a t- kickboxer than a boxer, which two of us it is. But he's certainly a striker. Romanov's certainly a big hitter. Volkov's going, now, nah, man, I'm just going to lay these fuckers out, man. I'm a big dude. And if I hit them, they're going to go. And I think that may help the fight be a bit more entertaining than if he wasn't coming into it. If he if they were two points decisions, I'd be like, yeah, you're right, Ad. This is a guy that's gone, you know what? I figured this out, man. Keep it long. Win on points. Piss the fans off. Couldn't give a fuck. I'm on on the win-and-run trail again. This is a guy that's knocking people out in the first round and it's going to be really difficult for him to go, yeah, I'm not doing what just worked twice. I'm going to go back to being cagey and a little bit more and and for that reason, I think we're going to see another first-round knockout and it could go either way and that's why I think it's going to be so entertaining. I like Ty coming into this fight because fighters that fight at home like Cyril Gann, like Tom Aspinall, like fucking Leon Edwards, you know, like like any of these guys who main events in their hometown on these big bills, you get that extra 10%. You get something extra. You're comfortable, you're sleeping in your own bed, you're around your family. It can make or break dudes by this stage of their careers when they've got a lot of experience, like Taito Ovasa has. This will make him. He won't be overruled. He won't be like, oh, all the boys in the card can't afford to lose. I think it'll have a freeing effect on him where he'll be like, listen, boys, I've been all around the world knocking fuckers out, and now I'm back in the neighborhood to do it to this big Russian. Check this out. And I just think it's going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be a round of the year contender madness. How oh. optimistic as that?
0: Mate, you're, good at, you're on the fucking sales pitch today, man. I'm, I'm all in on that. I prefer your version than my version. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a little bit gutted, obviously, that uh, Kaikara France has fallen off. I've with, with no real, um, with not real uh, history to look at uh, Felipe dos Santos because he's making his debut, obviously, undefeated through seven. But one thing that you can say is that any friend of Charles de Bronx Oliveira, is going to be a fucking serious cat. So, fair play to him. He's, uh, he's got his opportunities. He's taken on Mano Cap. You know that I'm high on Mano Cap. I thought it was unfortunate to be matched immediately with your boy Pantoja, then my boy Nicolao, But he seems to have got his act together in his last three fights, and he's going in the right direction. Um, it's a potential banana skin because Mano Cap won't know too fucking much about uh, Felipe de Santos. Uh, I hope de Santos is up at this level because if he is, we could have a cracking fight on our hands.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we had, we had this. Was it was it, uh, in Paris with Ouzermia? And Golkova, whatever his name was, the kid who'd come in, he was young, he was exciting, he got an opportunity against, <gasps> straight into the UFC, against the top 10-ranked guy. Fucking hell, yeah. yeah, but what an opportunity. What if he wins? What an opportunity. And you can spin the same narrative here, but you can fool me once, you can't fool me twice. I'm still remembering that in Paris, and it was a complete mismatch. And I feel like this should be a mismatch. This should be Manuel Cap, absolutely straight ahead of this guy. You know, he's only 22 years of age, the Santos. When he made his professional debut to De Santos back in Brazil, Menel Cap was already rising bantamweight champion. Mm-hmm. Main event in Las Vegas, main event in Japan. Like, he was already, he'd already defined his name, the name that he brought into the UFC, that basically put him in a position to get a title fight in his first UFC fight. Menal Cap, albeit through Paul Out, but still, he was the backup fighter, he got the opportunity because he was already established as a global, one of the best flyweights on the planet. So, it's a huge ask for the Santos, but at 22 years of age, seven fights in, undefeated. What an opportunity for him. Well, how freeing that could potentially be. And, and he's in a similar similar position to Manel Cap, because if you look as well, Manel Cap, it wasn't just Kaikira France. It was Brandon Figueredo and it mm. was Alex Perez. All three of them have pulled out against Manel yeah. Cap in the last yeah. six months. So the guy's got to fight some fucker. You know what I mean? He can't just keep going. Oh, another pull-out, What am I going to do now? So they brought this kid in, but the Santos—he was—he's had fights scheduled in Brazil and wherever else. And they—he's had two. I think he's had two consecutive pullouts himself. So listen, it, it, it can go one or two ways. Again, after Paris, I feel like Manuel Cap's just going to be—he's just going to put this kid in his place. But who knows, man? If the kid walks up with the dyed blonde hair and if Charlie Olives is in the corner, my money will quickly shift to the fucking new kid.
0: Uh, rest of this main card, as uh, we we got, the, obviously, the rematch between Taffer and Austin Lane. Austin Lane, from the world of NFL, used to be a defensive end. Uh, came through the Dead No White Contender Series and now finds himself in the in the UFC taking on Justin Taffer. Last time out, obviously, as Nick said a moment or two ago, it was on a fight night card. It was one of the most horrific eye pokes that you could ever wish to see in a fight. We're, to- we're talking second knuckle deep, man. It went all the way in, didn't it? It was fucking horrific. Uh, but I'm glad that there was no lasting damage. It's been turned around relatively quick. And as you've just said, Justin Taffer, local boy, so stick him on the fucking Australian card. Is it main card pay-per-view? Going back to the argument at the start of the show. Probably not, kids. But heavyweights, Australia, beer, a crowd full of beer. I think it could be quite entertaining. This man, they're just gonna fucking sling around, aren't they? And see, and somebody's gonna go over. Do
1: you know when you spoke about this and you broke it down with the Yanks? Did they, um, did they, did they like this fight? Were they big on Austin Lane because of his background and the fact that he, you know, played fucking six seasons in the NFL? And he played for the various teams, the Jaguars and all this kind of stuff. Were they high on him enough to go, oh yeah, I understand why that's that one's on there, because you know, he's a name. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 I was just curious to know whether yeah, yeah. This, is to, this is to help the US push to go Austin Lane's on this card. Do you remember him from the fucking Texas Jaguars and the fucking California Redskins? Whoop, whoop. All that kind of keeper. By the the way, California not, Redskins? <laughs> teams, <by laughs> Who the fuck. the fuck are they? <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, yeah, I I'm know, a big fan of the old California
1: Redskins. I know the team is the California four Skins. I apologise, but you know what, man, you know what, man, I'm just, I'm just throwing fantasy teams out there. But I just wondered whether that was why this was on there, so the Yanks can kind of go, Austin Lane, member from the NFL, man, it is he is with a shitload of knockouts, now he's in the UFC, blah, 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 Well, evidently not. That wasn't the narrative with them, but it might be the
0: narrative with... The majority of fans, because like you say, yeah. you're trying when, when you do a pay per view, when you do a big numbered card like this, you are trying to appeal to the casual audience, aren't you? That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. You know, the hardcore are coming, as we've said. We look down this card, I can see 50 50 fights uh, on the prelims and all the way through this. A little bit of uncertainty with Felipe de Santos. De Santos. What's he all about? Fighting man cap? You've got a 50 50 in the heavyweight division and the core men. Okay, you've got a bit of a mismatch in the main event, but you've got star power in the main event, and that's why I'm coming. So the hardcore are here. So maybe, you know, Austin Lane is the guy that does appeal to the general sports fan going, fuck, you know, he used to play for uh, the Oklahoma Foreskins. So... uh, (laughs) (laughs) And now he's having a scrap with uh, someone down under. Go on then, I'll have a watch of that. Let's see what that's about. You never know, mate. It might be be the thing that brings them over. Tyson Pedro needs a win, mate. He's one of them that's hot and cold, isn't he? Sometimes yeah. he turns up and you think, woo, yeah. And then sometimes he turns up and you're thinking, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. Did you not have a training camp? What happened? He needs to get back on the horse because obviously last time out, our very own Modestus Bukowskis, who got his opportunity to take on a little bit of uh, Australian MMA royalty in Tyson Pedro, he went down there and he put manners on him. He was absolutely fantastic, was uh, was Bukowskis. Uh, so Tyson needs to get back on the uh back on the train against what's he called?
1: Mr. Pleasure Man? Turcal, the pleasure man. The pleasure man. The pleasure man. Turkle. What a fucking nickname. The pleasure that is. man. I wonder if his wife agrees or his boyfriend agrees. The pleasure. Wonder, man. Maybe that, maybe that's who he got the nickname off. Who knows? The pleasure
0: he man. Yeah, maybe. He hasn't got
1: a win player. in the UFC as of yet, though, as uh So he's gonna be gunning for it, isn't he? Yeah, but he's had he's had eight, he's had ten fights, eight Came into the UFC 8-0, seven finishes. Okay, he's come into the UFC, and you go, yeah, but, you know, he's in the UFC now. He's had two fights, former amateur star as well, you know, undefeated, obviously, obviously set up opponents. So now he's on the big show, and now he's fallen short. But I would counter that by going, nah, man, I'll add some decent opponents in that 8-0 run. And to finish seven of them was a statement, and he got to the UFC, and, okay, maybe not on a global scale, but certainly down in Sweden and stuff, they were like, this could be our next guy. This this could be the next guy that is big for Swedish MMA that does big things in the UFC. But he got matched against two legit motherfuckers. Jayton Almeida and Vitor uh, Petino, are both monsters. You Mate, know, Alme- Al- Imagine Almeida. Imagine getting matched it, against Almeida, who's a heavyweight. And th- th- that fact was at a catchweight as well, wasn't it? It wasn't at like heavy. No. Well this is his so face. I, I think he fought, I think he thought uh, Petrino was a heavy a natural heavyweight as well, up a heavyweight. So this is him coming back down to proper light so heavyweights. Yeah. He's gonna be big, yeah, absolutely. And he's gonna be confident. I think it's a good matchup. The thing with, with Tyson, and and obviously, you know, I spent a bit of time with Tyson Ped's owners, Dad John Wimmed in Salt Lake last summer. And they're fucking absolute diamonds. Just just sensational people, proper fighting people. And um I had a little drink with them afterwards and stuff, and we were chatting away. And John's got stories for in days, Salt Lake, of course. they don't serve in Salt Lake. How did, yeah, exactly. how did you get a beer we in Salt Lake? To, <laughs> we had to sit down and order food to have a beer at the same time. Yeah, exactly. But um, like the stories they've got when because he didn't want Tyson to be a fighter. And he basically he was training in the gym and Tyson said, I wanna I wanna have a pro fight, I wanna I wanna have a fight, and his dad was like, Nah, you're not doing it. And in the end, anyway, his dad, John, said, right, get in the cage with me then. We'll have a fight, me and you. If you can fight me, you can fight in the cage. You can fight for real. So him and Tyson had a proper fight. And John punched his son's teeth out, his two front teeth. And as he was picking his teeth up off the floor, the rest of the gym opened the cage and went, right, come on, then get out. And John went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Close the door. We're not finished yet. If you want to be a fighter, you continue fighting me, teeth or no teeth. And he made Tyson continue the fight until they'd done the full, a lot of time that they'd agreed on, regardless of the fact that he just punched the son's two front teeth out in a fucking, basically a spa. And he went, that was the only way I was ever going to let him fight is by not leaving that cage. And obviously, as you can imagine, Tyson's mother, John's wife went fucking bananas. But again, this is the level of the mentality of the Pedros. They're, they're insane. But for Tyson, it's like, a little bit like Turkal. You know, he's, he's basically... Uh, got this sound record outside the UFC, comes into the UFC, he's had nine wins, all finishes, four nice. knockouts, five submissions, and yet and he, he's got that win over Paul Craig, which is like a fine wine, but then his losses are like Iller Latifi, OSP, Shogun, it's who's mad, older than me, Bukowskis, with all due respect, and listen, the Bukowskis one, there's no real shame in that, because like that kid was motivated to fuck and he rocks up to Perth, and he's an unknown quantity. But Shogun's older than me, and and these aren't like... You know, it's not like where we talked earlier on about um, about the likes of Volkov losing to Blades, Gann, Aspinall, the top contenders. With all due respect, Latifi, OSP, Shogun, Bukowskis, they're not top-tier light heavyweights. They're not the type of calibre of opponents that you would expect Tyson Pedro with his momentum, with his family name and everything else. You would expect him to be beaten that level of opponents. But maybe he's just not that guy. Maybe the role of the Pedro family was to introduce MMA to Australia and not become an Austra- you know, Australia's UFC champion. Maybe that's mm-hmm. just his, 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 his root in life. But honestly, if he does turn it around, if he does put the wins together, if he does become a contender, if I swear to God, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Tyson and John are abs- The man's a box of frogs, but the Diamonds, absolutely magnificent people. But I just don't I just don't think that's going to be his path in the UFC. I think he's going to continue to win some and lose some. And this is yeah, a real fight. It is. It is. It's a top fight. Your boy Jamie Malarkey's on the uh, on the prelims as well, isn't he? Jamie Malarkey versus John McDessie. Like that's how is that a fight that doesn't deliver? That is just a summer, fight that with absolutely all spent, as delivers. I, as I actually look
0: down the card, I know that they've gone obviously heavyweights on the on the main card. As a fight. As a as a piece of entertainment, I actually think that's main card worthy. Com- with when you compare it to every single fight that's on this card, I actually think it's maybe a little bit too far down the uh, the, the running order.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm i surprised it's not the the main card on ESPN prelims. Yeah, because you've got MacDessi, who's a UFC veteran, who's I think he's Canadian, MacDessi, but yeah, him against the, an Aussie local, a guy from New South Wales. So you know the crowd's gonna pop for Malarkey. People know at home, I'm talking about America now, potential pay-per-view buyers, know John MacDessie is. Bang, 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 bang. That makes sense as a final fight. Right, look at this guy you know, a local guy, and it'll it'll deliver. Potential fight of the night written all over it. Shit, that was amazing. I'm going to go and buy the pay-per-view. To put Carlos Ulberg, now don't get me wrong, from an Australian point of view, an Australasian point of view, from the local area, <clears throat> I get it. Ulberg, Adesanya's teammates, Highlight reels everywhere in against John Dayun. That's going to be, you know, so it appeals to that Asian market as well. I get it. But as we know, this is a business built around American pay-per-view dollars. And maybe that's, again, this is part of the reason why the American journalists were a bit like, eh, how is that fight delivering for us? Where's the interest in North America in that final fight on the uh, on the prelims? For me, Malarkey versus Desi is, is the fight that should be top.
0: Mm, I agree. Hackprast against Kinones is also going to be a cracker as well, which kicks off the uh, the prelims. There's, there's, like I said at the start of this, yes, the star power isn't necessarily there, but there's most certainly at least seven fights that have captured my interest when it comes to 50 uh, 50 knocks, and of course the star power in Israel and is turning up, so we're, it's well worth tuning into. Um, anything else that you want to float in the world of MMA before we uh, sign off and clear off?
1: I don't think so, Paul. I think that's everything. I'm super excited. We aren't doing a weigh-in show, are we, this week for uh, because of the time difference and everything else? But the we will be doing a review show for TNT on Sunday, I think. So
0: yeah, tune hey. into that. Hey, guess what else I've got for TNT today, my friend? Go on, bro. Sugar show. You got the sugar
1: show. Oh, it's lovely. Thinking again his, the, I think his I'm thinking of nipping
0: getting, I, was, I was. just nipping out and getting a little tattoo on my cheek or something like that, just making feel at home. What do you reckon?
1: And he's got the crown there, has not he? Yeah, man. What, what are you going to get, go, a little Eccles cake, or a... <laughs> a little Lancashire hot pot pie under your eye?
0: Bit of fish and chips underneath the eye—that's it. A that's fish it, that's and that's chips. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so keep your eyes out for that if you're a big Sugar Sean fan. Um, he's doing the rounds, as, as you fully expected. We, we said on the show earlier on in the week, we're talking superstar shit. UFC don't miss a trick with stuff like this. As I said, they put his fight immediately after on YouTube in full to get as many eyeballs on it as they can. And he's now doing the media round. So I think he did a bit with Bispin yesterday on Bispin's podcast. TNT have got oh, yeah. him uh, today. Uh, so expect to see him absolutely everywhere. Super um, duper star. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Uh, mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to us. You can obviously subscribe, as I said at the start of the show, via our website, fightdisciples.com. Go and check it out. All the audio feeds and a little bit of a link to our YouTube channel. It's all free. Everything's free. You We don't ask
1: for a penny off you. The store's um, on there, actually. The fucking Fight Disciples store. We haven't pushed that for weeks. Get on right. there. The well, mugs, mouse mats, golf t- golf umbrellas, golf fucking towels. You name it. Mugs. We've got it all. Glasses, Listen. beer, you name it you'll be, get on there you'll
0: be, you'll be pleased to know that at some point this week we are going to get together and we are going to have a proper conversation about merchandise for the back end of there the year are. for the Christmas run all right proper conversation because proper. people want the the fight disciples apparel that's what they want they want to be dressed to the nines on christmas day in a fight disciples trackie that's what you want don't you uh, so we'll have that conversation this week and hopefully get it in place for you for christmas anyway fightdisciples.com go and check it all out make sure you subscribe to us on youtube Enjoy the fights this weekend and come back on Monday for a full review. So we'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.